Well, it's been a few months since Jamie and I recorded an episode of the podcast. We last spoke on air in April, and we talked about what's been going on with our business and our families and just life, basically, during COVID times. And so now that things have changed even more and we're getting ready to head back into the school year, Jamie and I thought that it would be good to touch base again and to really just have a chat for all of you and for ourselves to see what's going on. So Jamie, thanks for joining me again today. I'm so glad to have you here. Yes. Hello. I know. I honestly, when you just said for your, for everybody to listen and for ourselves, I do think that I need to talk to you today for me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this since we scheduled it because there is a lot to discuss. Yes. And if people want to hear more power to them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think we're all kind of going through some similar things. So for me, I know that it's really helpful to hear about others' opinions and what others are doing just so that I can kind of compare and contrast and get some new perspective on different issues. And so that's what we're here to do today. Yeah, absolutely. So we have no notes. We have no outline. We're just going to kind of go with the flow, see what happens. Maybe we should um, talk about the state of our businesses because I think that was kind of a, a main cornerstone of our last episode. So we'll do a quick recap on how things have been going since COVID hit and where we're at now. So Jamie, why don't you start? Yeah, sure. So Harmony Garden is located in Michigan and Michigan um, has been a pretty conservative state when it comes to um, restrictions and lockdowns and um, mask wearing and protocol and all of that. Um, but we have been slowly creeping into some in-person stuff. Um, we went completely virtual and did everything telehealth immediately, which we talked about on the previous podcast. And we're still doing a lot of telehealth. Um, we've kind of increased a little bit. We have a few new referrals that we've gotten through. Um, I, I, what do we have? We have the Children's Medicaid Waiver and the SED Waiver. And for some nice reason, those are kind of increasing. So we have some new referrals coming in. Um, we've been running some more groups. Uh, some group homes are starting to get, I think, even more bored than they were in the beginning because they're still on so many restrictions. So um, we're doing a lot of that with telehealth, um, but we are creeping back to in-person. We officially started seeing a couple individuals a week in our space um, I think it's been about five weeks now that we started doing that. Um, it's not, it's not the norm. We're definitely making our clients stick to telehealth if it's working, but we have a good handful that, um, it just doesn't work for. So we went through all of the creating of forms and you and I can talk about that a little bit later and got ready so that we have some in-person stuff going on. Um, the other big thing that I've been kind of pushing and doing that's new is, um, some early childhood groups outside for free for our community. Uh, we have this nice band shell that got built a few years ago, um, at a park that's on a hill and it's really pretty and outside. And so, um, we actually just ran our second outdoor group this morning 
It was a dreary day here in Jackson. It was drizzling a little bit. We still had 50 kids that came. Everybody did what they were supposed to. They all socially distanced. They were all on the hill. I mean, it's a huge, huge park. I bring my uh, trio's like big amplification system, and we just do music outside. And it, let me tell you, it was like... Um, it's been emotional for me to see my clients and my families a little bit in person. Um, but it is, it is nice. We're trying to creep (laughs) into some more in-person things lately. So how about you guys? Something similar? Yeah, pretty similar. Like you, we've been doing telehealth since March. We did, um, music therapy sessions, lessons, and then our early childhood and preschool classes were all virtual And that option still remains today, but we did go ahead and start slowly reopening on July 20th. So with our reopening, it's just for one-on-one. We're not doing any groups or classes in the building. It's um, like you said, a lot of clients who weren't really benefiting from the telehealth, they are now in the clinic. Um, And then Not all of our teachers felt comfortable coming back into the building. So I would say it's about 50-50 right now. We're about 50% of our teachers are back. But even then, a lot of our families haven't been comfortable coming back yet, completely understandably. So our teachers' schedules are interesting because they'll maybe have one in-person and then two virtual and then another in-person throughout one day. So a lot more activity at the building, which is nice because for about four months or I guess three months, it was completely shut down. So, um, so that's been going pretty well. Um, I have to say thank you to you once again, um, for sharing your reopening documents. Those were a huge help. Um, we were able to adapt those really well to work for our business and just kind of help streamline things. So yeah, as, as good as it can be, that's kind of where we're at. As far as our classes go, right now we're on a break. We did a summer session that ended in July, at the end of July, and right now I'm just kind of taking the month off to gather my thoughts, see what feels right about the fall. At this point, our numbers in Illinois are just creeping up, up, up. It's not looking good. And... So I'm pretty sure that we're not going to be able to resume in-person classes anytime soon. I know that with virtual, that became a little bit of a struggle, I think, for me, but also for families. As the summer session went on, you know, we had a good number of families signing on in those first few weeks, but then as time went on, it was fewer and fewer families. And I know, of course, with the nice weather, that also plays a part, but Again, people are just kind of zoomed out. People are over the digital, especially little kids. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit at a loss as to what our early childhood and preschool program will look like for the school year. And I love what you've been doing with the outdoor classes. I think that's so fantastic. We haven't done anything like that yet, mostly because I just can't put it on my plate right now with – Everything that we have going on, my husband and I are are doing a new project and he's at work full-time running his business. So it's it's a lot. And my kids are both at home with me full-time. Actually, today as we're recording this, we have our babysitter from across the street. This is the first time she's been here since before COVID hit. 
Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. So the kids, of course, were excited all day long. They couldn't <laughs> wait for her to come over. And so now they're out running around outside. But um, but yeah, so so it's been hard to just kind of figure out how to be really innovative and how to try something new, like what you're doing with everything else that's going on. So yeah. that's, that's well, kind of where I'm at. <laughs> You and I have texted a, a couple times checking in on the like virtuals. We have our early childhood program we call Sprouts. So we've been checking in back and forth, like how your numbers are. And I know when we first went virtual, we had a day where we had 54 people log into our group and I was like blown away. And then this summer, our actual like that was a donation based and it trickled down from there. It never was that high again, usually averaging around like 18 to 20, um, but then this summer when they actually had to pay for it again, instead of just be donation based, we had eight, <laughs> you know, it was like super small, but it was okay because I actually got to talk to each kid on the screen, which was kind of nice. I could actually call out their names and I think maybe they were starting to understand who each other were, um, for the families that had their cameras on. Cause not all of them even turned their cameras on, but, um, it was a lot smaller and it was very difficult to keep that momentum going. And I did something very similar where August hit and I have no telehealth groups for the whole month. I still am seeing my individuals, but that's just a handful. Um, and it's honestly so much easier. But I was like, I feel like my office needs a break. My employees need a break. My clients need a break. Like, I don't know. But I, if I need one that bad, I feel like August just was deserved to be a month where, like, go outside, enjoy the sun. We live in Michigan. You live in Illinois. It's going to get cold, and it's going to get cold fast when fall and winter hit. And I just enjoy August. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a reality that I'm a little bit in denial about right now. Um, I just kind of have this mentality that, okay, well, summer is going to last forever. We're going (laughs) to at least, you know, if nothing else, we're going to have nice weather to enjoy. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's going to be fleeting. This month is going to fly by. And as much as I've been trying to do that, I feel like with all of the paperwork that comes with reopening and handling consent and educating our families about the guidelines that we're following and the protocols. I I told my, my co-owner at music therapy connections the other day, I said, I feel like a glorified full-time secretary because right now I am literally sitting at my computer for hours and hours and it's mostly early morning and then late night when my kids are asleep answering emails and sending emails and writing guidelines and, um, answering the phone and all of those fun things. And it's like, Oh, when can I do what I really, really love to do about my job? Yep. And I, I had hired a new admin person right before, like six days before (laughs) everything shut down. And so she's been gone. And so all of that was obviously like it felt amplified when it came back to me because I had been like getting it all set up to go to other people. And like, it was really sitting in a place where I wanted to be. And now, yeah, I feel like I'm doing all of the things and then some all over (laughs) again, you know, it's kind of crazy. And now we are planning on resuming some in-person groups in our space in September. Everything has the caveat to it. That's like, 
But Harmony Garden may at any moment pull the in-person and switch to digital. There are no refunds for this program. Like you must either be all in or all out. Like I don't have any, there's no room for gray area. I don't think in what we do because we're so strapped from, you know, our PPP funds are all done. That's that's all done. <laughs> and so now we're just trying to figure out what are we operating on and how are we operating, but I can't get into a situation where I need to like issue refunds. So I'm making sure that everything is very, very clear. Um, in our groups that we're looking at doing, we have, um, three basically, and nothing will ever be over like 10 or 12 people in our building at one time. Um, and we actually converted our waiting room into the treatment room that will be for these groups because there's nothing else in there. So it's just chairs and walls. Um, all the instruments are then in our rooms where we can kind of keep germs away so that we're not having to worry about like exposure to like a million instruments or whatever is in the room should something happen. Um, and we've, we've marked off big boxes on the floor. We've done all the things to make it so it'll be, um, socially distanced, but we're bringing back our day program, which, um, has been with us for like these clients specifically for like five years doing this program. So they are like, cannot wait to come back and they will follow all the rules and they will do all the things because they want to be here so bad. So we're bringing that program back in September. Um, we're offering one option to our early childhood families. It's called Sprouts for Family and Friends. So basically it's a elevated cost that they enroll and then that whole class is theirs and they can invite, it can be three to five families. Um, like if it's cousins and they want to all do music together, the kids then are not going to be socially distancing from each other, but the parents and everybody will require to wear masks. And then the teachers will still be cautious and try to stay away from the kids. But we wanted to have at least something. We have no idea if anyone will be interested or if it will even get picked up. Um, and then we are offering a ukulele class in person only. Well, not only because, but because it's hard to teach some of those things with the screens because things are backwards and it's just, it's tricky sometimes. Um, and we have enough families that wanted to do it so those are our, our test run for three groups, quote unquote, they're very small in our, um, space coming up hopefully in September. And, and again, this could all change at any moment. Michigan, I think is doing okay overall, but I know that the numbers are creeping up kind of everywhere, but we are not in like a hotbed area at least right now. So with any luck, we can at least start there. <laughs> Yeah, I think your plans are amazing. That sounds like a really smart way to kind of start back with your groups. I love the idea of doing a family and friends um, early childhood preschool group. I think that's a great way to kind of test the waters and even just see what the interest is. My big, one of my concerns and, and why I haven't moved forward with planning yet is number one, we lost two of our group teachers over the summer. So oh yeah, one of them had to go on an unemployment and then chose to do a different job that she could do with her kids at home. Um, another one, and this is one of our music therapists, she's actually moving to the Chicago area for her husband's new job. So she's still going to be doing some virtual work for us. 
but she did quite a few of our classes. And then our other two music therapists who um, also teach classes, they took on a lot of the work that our other music therapist who's leaving had. They've picked up more hours with our contracts that are starting back up this coming month. So they just don't have room in their schedules for classes. And of course, while I'd love to take on all those classes, I have no idea what's going to happen with school. And I don't want to load up my plate with these classes and then A, have to shut it down because just numbers in general are up or B, have to make changes because of our school situation. (sighs) So yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like, yes, <laughs> yes to all of that. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I feel so much what you're saying where, um, like, yeah, I, I have some employee big changes that are going on too. We were a team of five music therapists. Um, one came back when the PPP funds were in place. Um, but she's back to being laid off. She has five kids at home. So she's, cannot do telehealth or, you know, it's just not on her plate, which I 100%, um, understand. So she's back to being laid off. Um, another one of my therapists is actually like everybody went so part-time, like I have super minimal hours for two of them. So their part-time jobs are so minimal that one of them has decided to focus on, um, getting back to, like just some other things and they want to maybe move back home, which is not in Michigan. So there, she is actually leaving at the end of August. And, um, so that leaves myself one other full-time therapist and then one part-time music therapist who is wonderful, but they are both wonderful. Um, the part-time one just finished her internship with us in March. So she became a full-time or, you know, a music therapist working for me, but she's, she lives 45 minutes away. So we <laughs> don't see each other a whole lot. We do our, you know, our meetings and stuff on that are virtual, but it's like she became a board certified music therapist and got cut off from all like actual face-to-face anything, which you learn so much from being around therapists and being kind of immersed in that. So, you know, we're struggling with trying to figure out how to do schedules when I don't want to overload my full-time therapist. She's got a full schedule. I can't like mentally take on more. Um, as much as I'm like, Oh, I could take that new client referral. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. (laughs) It's like, I don't have the mental capacity for it because there's so much else. And the kids being this, like, you know, my, my actual children being this big, uh, unknown of what's going to happen and what we're going to do. Um, cause our school's it feels very up in the air. There's nothing official coming at us quite yet. And I'm expecting what we last heard to probably change, but, um, yeah, it's like, how do you plan and how do you, I can't even schedule for fall because all of our clients don't know if they're going to school to even get them on a schedule. And like, normally by now we'd have like our September schedule, like ironed out and we'd just be finalizing the last few pieces. But right now I feel like Everything's just thrown in the air and it's just suspended there. And you're like, can I pull that out yet? Like, I really would love that piece to fit, but it's just, it, I can't reach it. It's too high. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) That's, that is the perfect visual for what I'm experiencing at the same time. Yeah. I'm thinking back to any normal August, this would be the time that we're really hitting the ground running hard with 
our class enrollment and we enroll for the full year. We do these all access class passes and that's really what sustains us and what kind of bolsters, you know, summer's usually slower. And of course this summer is just a whole other story, but those classes, that enrollment really, you know, gets us into a good place financially. And we don't have any of that right now. So, you know, on one hand, we're not paying as much overhead as we typically would because we did lose those two employees. Um, but it's, it's still hard. And I think it's really just emotionally hard because that is something that I've prided myself on about our business is, is our classes and the fact that we have this really robust program for families. Um, so it's just kind of a punch in the gut and I know that it's, you know, not anybody's fault, but that's where we're at right now. And everybody's just kind of, I think in that limbo stage right now. Yeah. Yes. And we weren't sure what our contract situation would look like because of the school um, dilemma. But we did find out over the last couple of weeks that our two big school contracts, both of those schools are going either back full-time in person or they're doing a hybrid model. So half in person, half um, virtual. And so, you know, as much as that really brings up so many questions and concerns, it also is, you know, exciting from a business perspective. Our therapists are on board with serving those students in whatever way that they are able and however the school, you know, directs that to happen. So we're kind of in the midst of planning that and hammering out all the details but as of now, they're going back in a few weeks. Um, one of my therapists who works in a behavioral health center um, was able to go back a couple of weeks ago. So that was a really exciting moment for her. So there are good things happening. But again, we just don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know if they're, it's all going to come crashing down at some point. Um, yeah. Here in Illinois, um, you know, we've been more conservative. Our governor has been pretty conservative about opening slowly and really being on the safe side. Um, And he has said, you know, if the numbers continue to go up, we will go backwards. We will go back into phase three or phase two if we need to. Right now we're in phase four, but restaurants and bars just had to go back to just, I think, just outdoor dining um, recently. So so that's kind of, I think, where we're headed. We did too. Yep. We did too, just mm-hmm. recently. Well, they, they, um, well, I have, uh, governor Whitmer, which, you know, everyone likes to make fun of her. I feel like, I don't know if that's, I feel like that's nationwide. I think she's wonderful. She's doing great things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did just do some backpedaling and had said to us, um, or had announced that you couldn't have uh, gatherings of more than 10 people indoors, which like stressed me out because oh. I'm like, well, we have these groups getting ready to start and we're going to have like 11, like it's one more than 10. And then I'm like, okay, I read further and it's really more geared towards the bars and in the places where you're not able and people aren't putting the social distance and stuff in place. So from more looking into it and talking to other clinics and stuff, I I can see where it doesn't necessarily apply to us, but it's still stressful because I don't ever want to be doing something that's 
wrong. You know, I don't want to be making these choices that are putting people at risk or putting my business at risk or my employees or, you know, anything. It's, it's hard to navigate and watch and make sure you're doing the right things. Um, but our, our contract situation, um, our biggest one was a hospice contract. We can't touch it. Like it's just sitting out there in limbo land again, up in the sky. Every once in a while I check in and we talk for a few minutes about some options, but they can't decide on anything and they don't want to pay us to try to figure out if we can work things out with facilities. So we're just in this limbo. Um, and other ones are group homes or elder care facilities anyways. And just, we're not in them, not in them at all. Mm -hmm. Our, we have a, a child care center, um, that we've been with for many, many years, probably like eight or nine years. And we're just starting this month. We started some groups outside with their kids and then they do want us to start going back into their, um, uh, their childcare facility starting in September. So we're trying to iron out the details of that. Um, so that's good because we were only like that dropped down to being four, uh, pre-recorded videos a month. That was all that we were doing for them as opposed to, it used to be like 24 hours a month that we were working for them. So like, that's a huge <laughs> discrepancy in billing. Uh, no <laughs> kidding. A huge drop, you know, like that's right. not, that's not the money that we like to uh, be having coming in. But I have like today I was working in our books and I'm like happy to say that there is an uptick in income. Like it is slow, like it dropped down, but I can see where like now we've got four months where it's tiny, but it is an it is increasing their money. So that means we're doing something right. <laughs> yes. I think you're Whatever doing, you're doing many things right. And yeah. I, I've just been so impressed with how you and your team have handled everything throughout all of this. It's so hard. And it's like you were saying, you don't want to give the wrong idea to the community and to your existing families and to those that you work with in facilities and, you just want to do what's right, but there's no universal right at this point. I feel like, you know, from the federal government down, everybody disagrees and there are yes. a thousand different ways to go. And that's, that's been really challenging. Okay. Let's, let's talk more about school because. Oh no, I knew we were going there. <laughs> at, that affects us not only with our business, but also personally, as we've yes. kind of touched on. Um, so you said that you haven't received any official word about what your kiddo's school situation will be. Well, we had a YouTube video that came to us from the superintendent um, that the plan, but we this was like four weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I feel like in the in that time, so much has changed. So I'm still waiting. Like, where's the updated video? But this video did say. They're planning on a hybrid model um, where you're either an A student or a B student. So you either have school on Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday, Friday, like at the school, smaller class sizes. Everybody's home on Wednesday, virtual, um, so that the school can be cleaned in between the two groups. So that is, I guess, for our entire district, what which we're at Jackson public schools, you know, we're in our public school district. That's what the whole district, like K through, you know, 12th grade is planning on to, on doing. Um, but I did hear that if you want to do 100% virtual, then they're expecting you to like sign up for the, like the Michigan virtual something, something school, which is not associated with 
the elementary school that my kids go to. It's something entirely different. So then I'm nervous that I'm pulling their school of choice enrollment because we do school of choice to have them there. Um, so I don't really, and I don't know, I don't know if we want to do a hybrid or if we want to be virtual or if we want to go back. I don't know what I, as a mother, want to do for my kids because I, I don't feel like there's any great option. There's not a great option. And I was just telling you before um, we started recording that my daughter, um, who is going to be five, she got sick um, last week and popped a fever. So we're freaking out for six days because she has a fever that's going on and on. We had taken her to the doctor multiple times before that because we were freaking out. She had two COVID tests. They're both negative. I feel bad. It's not a fun test to watch your daughter go through. She had blood work done because we're trying to rule out all these like scary things that it could be only to find out that it really was just a virus, but where she got it, I don't know. We hardly have been around people. So it's like, you know, when the kids go back to school, this is going to be the norm. They're like all these things, your kids are going to get sick. Our kids are going to get sick, which normally we know there's colds, there's fevers, they throw up. This is part of, you know, them building their immune system. And it's the most fun part about being a parent. The unknown, if your kid's going to throw up in the middle of the night. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> <It's> true though. <laughs> but I'm just, uh, it just was like more eye opening to like, well, what do we want to do? You know, my oldest is supposed to be in fourth grade. Our uh, middle is supposed to go into young fives. So now we're like, well, maybe we're not even going to send her at all because it's not even a required grade, <laughs> you know? And then our youngest has been so excited to go to the preschool that our middle one went to all last year because she knew. So we're just, we have no clue what we're doing, Rachel, but this hybrid model, I guess, is our option. And there, okay, but one more thing. So there's one thing that I don't like about it is you get two days of instruction with your teacher, one day of virtual instruction with your teacher, but now your teacher's occupied those other two days. So you're just like, on your own for two days. Supposedly they're sending technology home district wide, which like blows my mind. Cause where's our school district going to get that? I have no idea. So that's our, that's, that's what I have. I we're dealing with here, but again, like everybody's different and I just still haven't made up my mind. <laughs> so how about you? What is, oh, what is, I hear is you. Your, are you in that same, like, I don't know what to do brain space that I feel like I can't get out of. A hundred percent. Everything that you said, I'm just nodding so hard to, to all of it because yes, that is, that is so true. So our public school district is doing something very similar to yours with the hybrid model. So the two days on and then the virtual and then the two days off. Um, but my kids go to a private school. It's K through or pre-K through eight and they are opening as of now fully five days a week, all day. And I, I don't feel great about it, but I also don't feel great about pulling them out of our school that we love so much that we've built this amazing community in. And I know just based on March, April, and May that I cannot do full-time virtual or remote learning. It just, it did not work for us with my two kids, my daughter is doing one more year of pre-K. My son will be in second grade. And to try to juggle both of those, my daughter has 
needs that extra attention. And and really so does my son, um, with them both being so young, it just, it was too hard. And, you know, on top of balancing my work and then my husband is at his business all day, every day. So he was not able to help at all with, with the schooling. So as of now, we're planning to send them, um, This is not a decision that came easily, especially considering the fact that in talking with my good friends that have kids at that same school, a lot of those families are pulling their kids and and sending them, um, or they've enrolled in public schools so that they can do fully virtual at home, or they're just homeschooling. And a lot of them have that luxury or that ability to do that because they are stay-at-home parents, or they just, they can kind of break it up more evenly amongst the two parents. And, um, that's just not a reality right now. And I hate the fact that, you know, we're basing this partly on our work situation, but also our kids really, really, really want to go back to school. And, you know, we've tried to explain, you know, it's not going to look like the regular school year that you're used to. It's not going to look like it did last year, but we're going to give it a try. We're going to see how things go. They have an amazing plan laid out that we feel really good about. They haven't enrolled new families, which makes me feel much better about the class sizes. Um, They've, you know, said flat out that we want to be, um, we basically want to be loyal to our current families and do everything that we can to keep you safe and to social distance and keep the classrooms small and to help our teachers. So, um, that's our plan as of now, but both my husband and I have said, you know, we could next week, this plan could be completely off the table because our state has gone backwards and the numbers are so high that nobody can go to school. Right. So we're completely, you know, mentally prepared for that to happen. And at that point, I'm not sure what we'll do because they don't have a virtual component at this point. They've said that... If they have to shut down for any period of time, it will be remote learning like it was last year, which just basically meant packets that then I was teaching my kids, right? Yeah, which was a nightmare. Like, let me just be blunt. <laughs> yes. It, it was horrible. Um, I, well, you and I talked. We didn't, we, I, I mean, like, I will be the first to admit I'm a bad homeschool mom. I am not a, I am not a homeschool mom. And Aiden, you know, we were kind of like, well, log into these websites, but if it takes me personally longer than 15 minutes to understand what is, what he's supposed to be doing, I'm like, all right, just log it like 20 minutes in that and 20 minutes in that. And we're going to call that good. I mean, so I can't, I get it. We can't, I can't be that again. No, (laughs) exactly. It doesn't do anything. I can't. I'm a good teacher, but not to my own kids. It just, it doesn't work. And when you're spending that much time with your kids and you're not cut out for or have the experience of homeschooling them and educating them. It's just a whole different dynamic that for us just threw things off completely. And uh, I would say my mental health and sanity suffered for it those three months. And I I just cannot go back to that place. Um, So we've talked about, you know, getting, if that happens, getting a tutor. That's what some of our friends are doing. They're having... um, uh, either a retired teacher or a college student come work with their kids um, each day for a few hours. And actually, we did that something similar last year, um, where actually one of my employees who um, was not able to serve her school contract, 
she came for a few hours and did homeschool with my kids and she was amazing because they listened to her and they did the things in those two hours that it would take us, me and them a whole day to do. So, you know, I think knowing in the back of my mind that that is an option if we don't go back to school um, in person, that helps a little bit. But but like you said, there is no good choice. Nothing feels great. Nothing feels nothing feels right at this point in time. So yeah. So we're just kind of like twiddling our thumbs and seeing what happens. Yep. I do feel kind of lucky. And my husband is working from home. Um, actually he's the one that I'm always, I look at him and I'm like, when's the last time you left the house? And he'll kind of look <laughs> and he'll be like, I think it was February, you know, <laughs> cause I'm like, you need to go take a walk or like go to the grocery store or do something for you. I have to kind of remind him because he truly is home all day, every day. Um, way, he's way more like stay at home mom than I am right now because I still have to come into my office to run my sessions. There's no way I can do the work I do from home. Um, I do a lot of it from home, but you know, anything that actually logs in with people, I, I can't, you know, that's why you have a babysitter right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And we have picked up to where my family is helping with kids, um, two different days of the week. So we do have a little bit of a break. So it is kind of helpful, but my husband is home always, but he doesn't have the time in his day to be worrying about logging kids in either because he's constantly on calls or working on something or listening to a training or creating a training program. Um, and we've just been training our kids to play outside, but I'm like, when the weather changes, we are in trouble. Oh, aren't we? Yep. Trouble. I know. Well, you brought up a point that I wanted to circle back to, you said that your family has been helping out here and there. And that is something that we have relied on ever since our kids were born. Both of both sets of my parents and Zach's parents live in our neighborhood. So um, forever, you know, they've kind of been our extra babysitter set of hands. Um, if I need to go work out, the kids go over there. If I need to go to work unexpectedly, kids go there. Well, that wasn't the case um, up until we didn't start having them help out again until really June. Yeah, that's about when we did too. Yeah, yep. and it was it was a strange kind of transition because we hadn't been inside their houses. They hadn't been inside of ours. The kids really hadn't been up close with them. So, you know, slowly kind of got back to that. But one of my biggest drawbacks with going to school in person, having our kids at school in person is that we can't do that. We can't be that close with our parents and we can't have them as, you know, extra babysitters. If our kids are at school, we have a parent, if not both parents in each set that are more high risk for COVID. And so it's just not worth the risk to even, to even, try it. So, um, that's something that I'm really personally struggling with. And, um, so that was probably the biggest reason why I kind of resisted the in-school in-person, um, choice. Um, so yeah. And I'm still struggling. Like there's not, there's not a good outcome at this point. 
I hadn't even thought about that, Rachel. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about the fact that that opens up because, you know, I have, I have a grandmother that she is 89, my kid's great grandma and grandpa who is 95. He'll be 95 in September. And we've been seeing them like definitely not up close, but like it back in the backyard and the kids will run around and play. And, um, I had not even thought about the fact that I would have to go back to like, we really will. We'll have yeah. to go back to not seeing them. Yeah. I had not. My brain had not gotten there yet. <laughs> I, that was the first place that my brain oh, went, and oh. I just I am struggling so hard with that. And yeah, you know it's been it's been okay for the summer because you know we go swimming at my parents' house, and you know my parents are up on the deck and we're in the pool, but yet we're still together. Um, and we're not going to have that ability in November when it's freezing cold and snowing. Right. And so I just, I don't know what we're going to do about that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. So we're struggling with that a lot. And I think one of the biggest struggles for me in all of this, I mean, aside from the obvious is that with my husband not being here and with me having the sole responsibility of the kids, like I have no autonomy in life right now. It it feels like I if I need to go to the grocery store, I have to arrange something. I have to text Zach and ask if I can, you know, drop the kids off at his office or if he can come home early or you know, it's ugh, it's so frustrating and I know that he like understands, but he doesn't get it if that makes any sense. Like yeah. I don't feel like you can get it unless you're in those shoes and And I bring this up because I feel like probably quite a few other listeners are having that, that same, um, struggle right now where it's just, you know, you, you, if you're the primary parent right now, that is your job. That is your number one responsibility. And I really just miss, you know, being able to go run to the grocery store when I want to, or even, you know, to go for a walk or to do something where I'm not meeting other people's needs constantly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's a highlight of the kids going back to school for me, but I'm not pinning my hopes and dreams on it because I, I don't think it will be very um, long lasting. Right. Well, I feel like you probably can relate to this and I mean, anybody who owns their own business, um, I, I feel like I created this and I have loved every process because if a, if my day is like pretty thin and I want to go shop at Target for my own personal, like you would just do all the things. I would be like, I'm going to go to the candy store today because I haven't had that fudge in a while and I'm just going to go do that. There's like no place to put that. Those, those little tiny things that I feel like became such a norm for my life. And I know that it, the fudge does not matter, but like, you know, like just having that time where you can, just because you want to go do a thing that, that builds you up. And I've worked 14 years to build my schedule into what I wanted it to be. And it's like, it's like someone just flushed a toilet and I'm watching it all just spin around and, and leave. And I'm like, it's funny because those little things, like you said, just being able to grocery shop because you don't have to pick up the kid for another two hours and this other child is, is being cared for over here and work is done for the day. You're, you're good. So you can like go 
do something, whatever it is, grocery shopping or getting the fudge from the candy Mm -hmm. shop. (laughs) But you know, it is, you just, you don't, we don't have those things. No, we don't. And I worked so hard for so many years (laughs) to get to that point where I did have that ability and that freedom. And as I'm saying this, I'm recognizing that it is coming from a place of privilege to have... I was thinking the same. Yes. And I will will be the first to admit that, to say that, yeah, most people don't have that flexibility. And right now, the fact that I can be home with the kids and that it's not disrupting, you know, our financial situation in the way that it, that it probably is for many other families, that is a privilege. Um, and even so it's definitely a shift and it's something that that's been hard to grapple with. Um, and, but then, you know, I feel like if I get back to that place, will I feel guilty? Will I feel like, Oh, I should be doing the right thing and keeping my kids at home. I just don't know. I, and I know that everybody is conflicted right now Mm -hmm. and, Moms, especially, I think, because I feel like a lot of this just emotional labor falls on our shoulders and we have to, you know, make these really hard decisions and then deal with the fallout of whatever we decide. Yeah. Yeah. So on that uplifting note. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh my goodness. Let's let's talk about, I don't know, something that's going well that you're excited about or something great that happened to you recently? Let's, let's get a little bit more cheerful here. Okay. Well, one thing that, that has been helpful for me is that, um, we decided that it was okay for me to start rehearsing with my trio again, even though we're really not gigging because where do you gig right now? We have a couple restaurants that have like nice spaced out outdoor stuff that, We've done like twice, but even though we're not gigging and that's fine, I finally, we're every week on Thursdays, I'm going and rehearsing and it feels amazing (laughs) just to make, to do music for me. Like I told my husband once, once we'd made the decision that it would be okay for me to start rehearsing again with, um, it's a, a friend of mine and his daughter that we, um, play together. So I'm basically now part of their family too. We've extended our bubble <laughs> one more family over, but you know, it seriously feels so good to do music for myself and to be able to have that outlet. Like I didn't realize how bad I was missing it until that first time that I like actually went out and we sang and, and I'm like, Oh, I wanted to cry for my own self. The like emotional outlet that I get from performing and from singing. Like I forget it, even though we're music therapists and we do music for a living, doing music with your clients is not the same. So having that outlet for me is, I didn't realize how much it meant until I was back to doing that again. So I that has that. been, that has been very, me selfish time and, and very, um, good for my mental health. Yeah. I don't think it's selfish at all. You need it. It's, it's something that's important to you and it brings you joy. And I, as you were talking, I knew the exact feeling cause I haven't done that in a long time, but I know that every time I come back to it, it's just like, Oh yes, I need this for my soul. This is, yes. this is part of me. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. And 
my kids and I are, we are having a great time going through and watching old seasons of Survivor. Oh, <laughs> nice. We, we have turned, we like Survivor anyways, but it's not, there's no new season right now. So when the last season ended, we decided to start going back and watching old seasons. So we have this popcorn night every week and we actually do that with different things, but we've built our schedule around these like kind of different fun things that we might not have thought about doing if we weren't trying to be creative and, and spending that time. So, um, that's been pretty fun for us and the kids. And then we played survivor in the backyard for a camp. Like we actually camped in our backyard. And so I feel like we're getting really creative with the kids and I hope, I hope building at least some kind of fun memories. So when they're older and trying to remember back to the coronavirus, (laughs) they'll remember like, Oh, you know, we, we were doing these you know, movie nights for Survivor all the time. And we played Survivor in the backyard. And, you know, I just hope that that's what they come out of it remembering. (laughs) That is so fun. I love that. Awesome. Well, I have something a little bit similar. I have two things to share. This is kind of a smaller one, but we have not had a grill in all of the years that we've lived in this house. We've lived here for five years. And so finally, this summer, we put a deck we added a deck to our house and that was kind of like my mother's day slash birthday present. And then for father's day, I bought my husband a grill. And so we have just had the best time him learning how to use it. And then just kind of figuring out new meals and new ways that we can use it. And so it's inspired me to cook a lot more, like I'll make vegetables and, you know, side dishes and he'll cook the meat out side and then we'll have family dinners out on the deck. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's something that's kind of brought us together that if not for COVID, I don't know that that would have happened. (laughs) We call that a picnic party. My, my littlest is always like, can we do a picnic party? And it's when we like grill outside. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So we do that a few times a week. Yeah. That's, that's been really great. And then I was telling you a little bit about this, Jamie, before we started recording, but, my husband and I have embarked on a new little project that came up really because of the circumstances that we've been talking about today. Um, so we bought the building that my business music therapy connections has been in for five years. Um, we bought it last fall and then my husband moved his insurance business in. And then in between our two businesses, is another space that has been vacant all of this time. And with all of the virtual learning and remote learning happening, and um, I, I feel like really the need for people to have space to do those things in, and also for parents that need to work in a non-disruptive environment without their kids around them 24-7, we looked at the space that we had and we thought, why not make it available to these people that need it for those purposes? So we are in the midst right now of getting it ready for teachers and families and professionals to use. We're calling it the Springfield Learning and Working Annex, which my mom actually helped come up with that name, but it's perfect because it's kind of like an annex between our two businesses, but it's also an annex from home or from school where people can go, they can feel comfortable, have a safe and quiet environment to either do tutoring or virtual work or um, just their remote work, whatever it is that they need to do in that space. Um, 
So it's been kind of fun and exciting to be back at square one of that whole starting a business process. And um, so I've spent most of this week kind of um, getting the scheduling aspects and logistical aspects set up, getting our website going. And um, Zach's been getting furniture and kind of putting the spaces together. And so it's been really cool to work as a team on this because we're both business owners, but we've never done it together. Yeah. So to kind of bring our both of our strengths, he's kind of handling all the stuff that I really don't like, which is like the networking and the actually talking to people and uh, really doing like the selling of it while I'm the one that's that's doing kind of the behind the scenes stuff. And so I think we make a good team in that way. And uh, it's really exciting because we're making it super, super affordable. Like when we were setting our prices, I was like, I mean, is this for real? <laughs> These prices are so low, but honestly, you know, the space is there anyway. We're paying the mortgage on it regardless. So if it can be useful to people in our community and it can be helpful that, to them, then that's really the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we're going to be opening in a couple of weeks. And um, so that's because I didn't have enough on my plate with the kids home full time and running my other two businesses, you know, why not throw another one on there? You know, I, I mean, kudos to you. That is amazing that you guys were able to come up with such a creative idea too, for that space that is yours. Um, you know, if you weren't able to find somebody or a perfect match business wise that you created something that is a really awesome idea. And I think, I hope that people are like jumping on board for, you know, what it is that you are doing there. Cause that's really neat. That's oh, a really neat idea. Thank you. Well, I have to give credit to my husband cause it was totally his idea. Um, he, we actually had a business that was very, very interested in the space to the point where we were negotiating a lease. We were getting to that stage in it. And at the very, very last minute they pulled out and, you know, looking back, I told him, I, I said, I think this is fate that it didn't work out with them and that you had this idea and we shared it on Facebook over the weekend and it was shared 103 times. And Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, not even talking about likes or comments, but the shares and yeah. just looking at all of these parents and teachers saying, you know, look at this wonderful idea for the community and, you know, hopefully this can be helpful to somebody. Um, really that's what it comes down to is how can we give back in a way to, to Springfield, which has been so good to us with our businesses, with our school, um, and everything. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'll give you an update when we talk next and yeah. <laughs> uh, see how things are, how things are going. I know. Yeah. Next time we talk, we will have all kinds of great stories about how wonderful the school transition <laughs> has been and how amazing everything is going in our states. And I, I genuinely hope, oh, I genuinely yes. hope that even though, you know, we, we all know that there's going to be probably a, a little bit more of a storm coming, but I feel like we're, we're getting ready for them. We're ready. We've been doing this now. We've been following and going with the punches. And I feel like the next time we talk, there'll be more fun things. I agree. <laughs> We've gotten this far and we're still, we're keeping our heads above water. We're good. Yes. We're, we're we, going to make it. We are. We are going to make it. Yeah. All right. Well, Jamie, this has been wonderful as always. And 
If you're listening and you want to share kind of what's going on in your world and your business, let us know. We love to hear from you and we will chat again soon. All right. Bye. Bye.